Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Do I ever have a story for you guys today? I'm going to tell you the story when I invented the world's first tongue-mounted toothbrush, T2T, tongue-to-T. My vision that went viral, my product that was in its second phase of prototypes that almost captured the entire world. I was invited to the Dragon's Den, the Today Show, the Jay Leno Show, and when I faced the dragons, it was no easy task. So let's not take any more of your time and let's get right into it. This story takes me back in time in Fort McMurray, Alberta. A young lad driving home from Syncru, stuck in traffic on a two-lane highway that if one simple accident happens, you are in delays for hours on end. I worked a 12-hour shift and you know at work, you eat munchies, you drink coffee, power drinks or whatever you need to stay awake. Well, I found myself stuck in traffic using the tip of my tongue, rubbing the back of my teeth, top and bottom. Try that as we say this. Then I used my tip of my tongue to rub the front of my teeth and the roof of my mouth. I said right there and then, Eureka! I grabbed a piece of paper out of my glove box. It was, I think, an insurance paper and I have that photo still. And I couldn't find any type of marker. But for some reason, I had a crayon in my car. Men, crayons, I don't know what to explain. I grabbed this crayon and I started doing a little sketch and right there I knew it. That was the start of the world's first tongue-mounted toothbrush. That night when I got home I did a little research even though it was already now turning into a 15-hour day and I said when I get home on my days off I'm gonna go to a patent agency. I traveled back to Edmonton with this big dream and these goals and ambition and me I always when I put my mind to something I never get give up until I give a hundred percent. I found a patent agency. I went and I met them. I went up to their office on the 12th floor and, and when I sat with Kirsten, she explained the process and the procedure and how much it costs and she handed me this a folder of like eight sheets I had to fill out. And she also explained to me, oh, you could pay $1,500 to fill this out with us or we can do your artwork for another whatever thousands of dollars. I said, no, 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 thank you very much. I'll figure this out on my own. I'm pretty sure I got this. I went home, I sat with my sister, Dr. Yafa Alseri. She helped me fill out all this paperwork. I reached out to my buddy, Joseph Benson, who's an artist. He did some sketches for T2T for me and I was ready to go. I went back less than a week later and I paid the piper, I submitted my paper. She said, well, now we have to do a patent database search and make sure you're the only one. Well, that's another wait. She did that. She called me back. She said, congratulations. We're going to file your patent and we're going to see where this goes. I was happy as pig and shit, I must say. We filed the patent and I became an official patent holder within six months waiting. Being a patent holder doesn't do much. I decided now to move forward and invent my product. I researched a bunch of companies and I ended up finding myself in Toronto, Canada, dealing with the company. I paid them, did their prototype and they sent it to me and they sent the machine for the prototyping press. Well, now I had a prototype on my hands that barely worked, but I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe my vision turned into an actual product. Coincidence, Dragon's Den was coming to town. I auditioned for Dragon's Den. I remember I called my buddy Sid Fayad. I said, Sid, what are you doing? He said, oh, nothing, just booting around, doing work. I said, hey, I'm going to uh, the University of Alberta, whatever room, and they're doing Dragons in audition. You want to come? He's like, yeah, for sure. I'll come for a ride. So I took my buddy Sid. He has good energy. He has just this 
good vibe that's always coming from him. Well, we went there and I had my prototype in my pocket and you could, you can't even see it, right? It's like a little condom. We're going around and I'm asking people, oh, what do you got? And they show me their thing. And what do you got? And they're showing me your thing. And everybody that turned back and asked me, well, where's your thing? I said, it's right in this pocket right here. You can't see it. But I guarantee you, you'll see me on the Dragon's Den. We go into the room and they called our name. I banged off the audition, just in awe about what I invented, the T2T. After that, there was a, the Edmonton Journal sitting in the corner. And right when we were finished, he got up and stormed right towards me. He said, hey, son, you mind if I take a picture of you and your friend wearing your product? I said, not a problem, my man. And right there and then, my world changed. That photo went viral around the world. It went from Edmonton to New York to Montreal to you name it in the States, all the way to Ukraine, Crimea, Japan, Singapore. It was the coolest feeling I have ever felt in my life at that time. The emails started flooding in, the inboxes, the DMs, you name it, they were coming in and I couldn't even keep up. So I decided to make a website with my friend, Mike Zuri. Decided to uh, get Google Analytics. I would just go check my Google Analytics every day because it could show you from what website, where you're getting traffic, where you're gonna get hits. I was on Ripley's, Fox, all kinds of different networks around the world. And it'd be like 10,000 views from here, uh, 150,000 views from here. And at one point, and I still have this photo, it, this photo is the crowning moment, the jewel of T2T. They were checking my product out, my website, on the International Space Station. Can you believe that? Can you even imagine what that even feels like? To know that they are researching and finding your product on the International Space Station. Oh man, I, I just love that feeling. I don't know why. Every time I just get the chills, I get the goosebumps. I <laughs> oh man, I love it. A few months passed and now it was time to face the dragons in the dragon's den. And I remember when they were sending me either information back and forth, back and forth. They said only I could come. Well, I said, well, then I'm not coming in these emails. I said, I have a project manager, an accountant, a business partner. That was all bullshit, really. But I wanted to get my sister involved, my brother-in-law involved. I wanted to bring Sid along. I wanted everyone to experience my experiences. And that's been my goal since day one for any show or any journey I had in life. After a few weeks of negotiating and going back and forth, they accepted. They decided to fly all of us down to Toronto. Our accommodations were at the prestige McDonald Hotel. We have one of those in Edmonton as well. I didn't know they were all over Canada. Four nights, uh, flights, hotels, spending money, all under the Dragon's Den umbrella, CBC. What an experience. Uh, we went to the Toronto Rap, not Toronto Raptors. We went to the Toronto Blue Jays game that first day. The following morning, it was time to face the Dragons. And it's exactly what you see on TV. You walk up those stairs, you walk across that hallway and they could see your shadows. You come down the stairs and right when you come down the stairs, the dragons are sitting there grilling you. And production told me, it's one shot and only one shot. It's not like we retake, we edit, blah, blah, blah. It's your only chance to ace this. So I had my team teed up. We went down, um, we said our two cents. And at the end of the day, they told me, go back to the Boilermaker Hall and pull a union slip, buddy. 
<laughs> I was just heartbroken. I couldn't believe it. We were in there for 25 plus minutes and all we got was a minute and like 10 seconds edit cut to make it look like a funny joking thing. Oh man, if I could just go and give productions an uppercut, would I ever love to? But it was an awesome experience. The dragons were cool. I remember some of them uh, DM'd me on Twitter after the fact. And when I was done and we kind of got like whatever, no deal, no deal, no deal. You go down this tunnel and I was wearing a dress shirt and the camera follows the leader, me, like the guy leading the way and the camera is right in your face. And I started unbuttoning my t-shirt and saying some belligerent stuff. I can't remember exactly, but I was so pissed off. I really wanted to turn around and march right back into the dragon's den. And that's what I should have did to be completely honest with you, but I didn't. And that's my biggest regret of this whole experience. I didn't give up from there. I carried on with my passion. I got more prototypes made. I got better versions made. I revamped my patents. I got two more patents. I had four patents. Like I wasn't going to give up. 75 grand later, one of the companies told me, I think Adele, it's physically impossible to get this thing to stay on the tongue without sliding off and to do what you needed to do. And that was the end of it. That was the dream and the door closing on T2T. Today is 2023-0202, and maybe three months ago, a gentleman inboxed me and said, you know what, kid, I had this dream when I was a kid that I wanted to do a tongue-mounted toothbrush, but my pans ran out and I gave up on my dream and I worked on a lot of other things. Well, I've been in contact for, with him for the last three months and T2T is still alive. I hope you enjoyed that story. If you know anyone that went viral around the world or is in the process of inventing a product and needs some help, please inbox me, DM me, my emails on my Spotify profile. Don't forget to rate my show. Five stars would be absolutely amazing. If not, all good. Assalamu alaikum.